Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, joined with my co-host, Father David Tickerhoof. Before we start today, we just want to remind you that we have books up on Amazon if you're interested in Father David's book, excellent book on atonement and really um, sending our roots down into intimacy with the Lord. It's called Evangelizing Catholic Culture and my books, More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma and also um, Fearless Abundant Life Through Infinite Love and reminding you that we also do um, parish missions, workshops, and I am back in the swing of doing intensive outpatient trauma therapy. So feel free to join us on um, sacredhearthealingministries.com and check out what we have going on. Father David, hi. It's good to see you. Good to see you. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. I'm good. I'm I'm good. We had a nice morning. I had the mass this morning. I talked about the beauty of the Easter mystery because it's rooted in God's love and mercy. So, and I reflected on the, the meaning of God is beautiful. That when we reflect on God, one of the beautiful meanings is who he is. And, and it's just like an intuitive light of transformation. And you just kind of are there appreciating the awesome beauty of God as he is in himself. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I talked on this morning. That's I, I guess it gets us ready for humility, huh? It, it does. And for our <laughs> listeners, this is the l- last episode was the introduction to this series on the seven deadly sins and the corresponding virtues or seven virtues and corresponding deadly sins, however you want to look at that. And particularly through the light of connection and, and growing in those through the, through the light of connection that father David and I talk about so much. So also very beautiful, right? So yeah. right along with the theme you're talking, you know, it's interesting. The gospel this morning um, is it jumps right in with, I mean, it's a, it's a great scripture to use in terms of um, thinking about humility because it was talking about the, the Lord washing feet, you know, mm-hmm. and like what, uh, and that he's given us an example to follow. The, oh the deacon who preached this morning was preaching on, he said that washing feet was such a lowly considered to be such a lowly task that if there was a Jewish servant and a Gentile servant, that washing the feet was assigned to the Gentile servant because it was held to be like even below the dignity of a Jewish servant uh, or slave, sorry, slave. So, um, so just kind of puts it in perspective, right. When we think about the Lord washing feet and calling us to do the same, right. And Very. in fact, he made it, it, he told Peter quite straight up, either you buy this or you don't, you're, you're not no longer a follower of me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's hard to submit. It requires humility both to submit to having somebody else wash our oh, feet. Oh yeah, for sure. But also to having to, to do the washing, right? Yeah. There's, uh -huh. there's no escape. There's no escape from the humility. Um, yeah. So the, the first scripture, I'll just, I'll throw this one out, Father David, because I think this might be, give us a good jumping off point. So this is from first Peter five, five through 14. Let's see. Is that right? One Peter. Oh, there we go. One Peter five, five through 14. Likewise, you younger members be subject to the presbyters and all of you, all of you, right? There's mm -hmm. no, no, <laughs> nobody who's exempt. And all of you clothe yourselves with humility in your dealings with one another for God opposes the proud, yeah, but bestows favor on the humble. Yes. So humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time that he may exalt you right, right. in due time. Cast all your worries upon him because he cares for you. Um, then it goes on, be sober and vigilant. Your opponent, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that your fellow believers throughout the world undergo the same sufferings. The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory through Christ Jesus will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you after you have suffered a little. To him be dominion forever. Amen. Yeah, so that, that first section there is really packed, right? So all of you, <laughs> clothe yourselves with humility. Again, it's for all of us. And God opposes the proud. That really yes. kind of lays out, I mean, it, this is sheep and goats kind of stuff, right? I mean, this is like two opposing forces, two opposing ways of, of being because God opposes the proud, but bestows favor on the humble. And we're told not to be proud and to humble ourselves and that God will exalt us. So I, I know you, you know, when we've talked about this, you said that, um, that pride is self-exaltation. Yeah. Right, self-exaltation. Yeah, go ahead. Self-exaltation. Yeah. It's it's self-exaltation apart apart from our relationship with God, so we subtly take over the the principal role in the relationship, then we become more important than God. It struck me about Francis of Assisi. You know, he never had an idea that he was even going to become holy and all the and and live the gospel and be poor and give everything away. He never had. He was he was all into the worldly stuff with the horse and giving yeah. his dad's stuff Being away. A soldier. And what happens with Sisi and Perugia get into a fight, you know, the two neighboring cities. And Francis gets captured. Right away he's captured. He's not killed, but he's captured. And he's in prison in Perugia under very dire circumstances, and people are suffering. He's got a choice. And he and this is what this was what was unique. This was kind of like Francis's novitiate, you know. God was putting him through the novitiate. He <laughs> could sit and become depressed and anxious and angry and uh, uh, just, uh, hide himself and everything else. But what did Francis do? 
Francis, because of his personality and his his actually his innate innate kind of value with people, he simply started to be take care of everybody, you know, helping them, cheer them up, and everything else. So when after that year was over and his father ransomed him, the people that were with him talked about the fact that how much Francis did to really keep people from going into deep depression and everything else because he he served them with his his personality and care and coming out of himself and 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 being willing to accept the negative realities of prison and and not not in a sense berate god or others or anything so he he was even there god was taking him through a deep personal transformation that's awesome that's wonderful yeah so it really doesn't matter the circumstances, right? It's all in how we receive them, you know? Mm. So particularly like what we talked about in the, in the last, in the first of this series, the introduction one was the idea that so often when people, um, when we look at growth and virtue, we can tend to look at me, (laughs) which is the opposite direction, right? That's right. It's the opposite direction of growing in virtue. And it's not me and I'm going to, I'm going to engineer my holiness and sanctification. And so here's what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it, you know, and it's, it's a matter of responding to grace, but exactly. thankfully the Lord, the Holy spirit is the sanctifier and he does give that grace. Yeah. And certainly he's not going to call us to humility and then not give us the grace to be humble. That would be unjust. So that's right. does require right. our cooperation, yeah. but, cooperation with his grace he's the initiator and he's the source of that grace so i just think it's it's so important for us to remember that or else it's so insidious you know it's so slick how satan gets in there he can even get into our desire to grow in virtue and have it turned around focused on ourselves and our power and our ability and we're suddenly have just so, made a U-turn and we're heading in the opposite direction of so, virtue. So how he gets in there, he lies to us and, t- and he's telling us how great we are and how this shouldn't be happening. And we we listen to him. And then what we do is we take on an attitude of self-glorification. And it, along with that self-glorification is, a di- is having an, a diminutive or a negative attitude to other people. So then immediately we're making other people less, less than we are and unimportant. And we're making ourselves who God is. And that can't happen. Yeah. That can't happen because God is in himself exalted humility. Now, when a person humbles themselves, then it's like a, a flower opening to the sun. You know, we're coming into the springtime now, and it's going to be warm next week. Opening Thank to the sun. Thank the Lord. <laughs> receiving the rays of truth. And it's it's not so much an emotional thing, it's a mental thing. Because we then take on a mindset. That's why we need our minds renewed so much. Because our value system is based upon how we think about life, reality, ourself, and God. And when we place ourselves in the place of God and we push God out of the picture, we run into deep, deep trouble. Yeah. It makes sense proud. why when you when you're talking about 
how Satan gets in there by lying to us and, and doing that makes me think of, isn't it in the book of revelation where it says um, that it says they defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And I can attest to that personally because, you know, a couple months ago I had gone down, I think it was February, but it was um, at the Magnificat breakfast down in Fort Myers was asked to give my testimony and, and was writing that testimony in the midst of very um, painful circumstances, having been through a unfortunate situation of being cheated and business situation and leave that aside. But, but the, in the dire straits that it left me in, I was um, at a friend's house and was having to write my testimony and boy, it had such a profoundly like positive effect on me because it, it really called, caused me to um, kind of zoom out, if you will, like on the camera of my life that was like super focused on that moment and, and me and what I could do and accomplish and how things were, you know, how to be taken care of. But it caused me to zoom out and look at the whole picture and, and what is a testimony? Like, I mean, it's testi it's testifying to God's goodness and work and grace and, and action in my life. Right. And so in doing that, it, it, it very much, it, it was, um, it was defeating Satan because, you know, it was reestablishing me and look, like look over the entirety of my life up to this point and how time after time after time, like the Lord's grace and goodness and mercy and, and begin to see, you know, like the, even though the kind of the the picture, the you know the how the you ever heard the the what do you call it metaphor or whatever about life as like a a weaving, you know, and we only see the backside and it's very like lots of knots and that kind of stuff, and we don't see it turned around and like the bit the beautiful tapestry that's being woven, you know, but it it kind of caused that right to to mm -hmm. like back out and look at how the Lord's weaving all these different events together in my life to, um, to draw me closer to himself. And so it really was, it was, um, really was, you know, you're talking about Satan getting in there by lying to us makes me think of defeating him by the word of, uh, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And, and, and that's exactly what the word of our testimony does is it gets our focus off of ourself and and what we can do but focused back it really kind of reestablished in a place of humility mm -hmm. that's where i'm going with all that right because you can see like wow life can seem so overwhelming and the circumstances so big and year in and year out and through the course of your life but when you see god's hand through that then it's like wow somebody it's a good thing He's got a plan because I never would have seen how all of this craziness was going to come together into anything good. And, um, and yet he's able to do that, you know. It really centers in the notion of, of, an, of an understanding of true value. First, it's, it's deeply, we're looking at value, what's valuable and what isn't valuable. And, and, and it's also relational. So it's true value in relationship. And so when we take on the characteristics of God and his revelation, we make them uh, ourselves the primary source of all of that. And, and we, we enter into a domain of trying to control 
human circumstances around us that is either going to lead us into untruth or it's going to lead us into obnoxiousness and it's going to lead us into alienation in our relationships. So humility demands authenticity in our relationships. Yeah, and I think it has to start with, you know, truly knowing who the Lord is and then truly knowing who we are to him, right? Like Francis would pray, Lord, who are you and who am I? You know, I mean, that's really so foundational. That itself would get you to a place of humility really fast. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, th I'm thinking, that, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. like, well, I I'm the alpha and the omega. And we're like, oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm like a passing shadow. So, okay, <laughs> there, there we go. There's humility right there. Uh, this, uh, I'm thinking of that one scene in YouTube, the uh, YouTube of the, the Chosen series. Yeah. And the the Lord's standing on the shore and Peter and Emma oh, just yeah. bringing the boats in and they're exhausted and everything else. And he asks them what they're doing and they give him the, they give him the sad story. He said, well, it's okay now. Here we go. Here's here's where reality has power. He says, "Well, throw the nets into the right side," and they, they were bumbling and throwing, and they're thinking and they're talking to one another about this. And throwing the nets in, and then they wait, and then he says a little a little bit later, and there's a crowd has gathered there and is looking and watching all this, and Jesus is standing there. He said, "Okay, now pull the nets in." And they pull the nets in. It's loaded with fish. Yeah. And there was a, a, yeah, an instantaneous crazy. relational, conscious experience emotionally of truth and joy. Right. And they everybody went wild. You know. Yeah. It was, yeah. Watching yeah. the series. Yeah. You know, your awesome. heart's so moved. Yeah. 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 And you think that's truth. Oh yeah, my yeah, God, yeah. it's so yeah. beautiful. God yeah. is beautiful. Jesus is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, they got smacked in the face right there with who they were and who he was, yeah, right? His value. I huh? can't even like make a fish come out of the ocean and hear my <laughs> nets are like tearing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, but, and, but at the same time, like required a certain degree of humility to like yeah. really we've been fishing all night. Like, who are you telling me? You don't you're a carpenter, you're telling me about fishing, right? Yeah. And yeah. like but it required a certain amount of humility because at that point they didn't know who he was, who he was. Right. No, right. <clears throat> but they did it. And then what happens? Like his grace takes over. There's, there's a growth and that's a little, you know, what I just thought as we we're talking about this, like there's a little example of growing in humility. They gave what they could, which was like, okay, I don't know who this guy is and what he thinks he knows about fishing, but okay, we'll put the nets on the other side. Holy Probably Spirit comes. Another, you know, who's he trying to kid? He does. He, it's right. clear he doesn't know anything about fishing. <laughs> right, right. We've been out all night. We've been right? out all night. And we don't and yet, fishing. Here comes the Holy Spirit and moves <laughs> them to a place of like much more profound humility. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> that's when when we cooperate with you know with the Lord to the tiny little extent that we can, and then here He comes and by his grace moves us yeah. to, uh, is able to move us to a much deeper place. Jesus was winning them over to truth, but the truth is him. Right. Yeah. So the truth, the truth is, is a person. Yeah. And commitment and following him and transformation. Those kind of characteristics that make the difference when we 
are dealing with what's valuable and what's not valuable. Yeah. And if and if God values us and chooses us, and we're if we have a value in God's eyes, that's something that's been given to us. It's inherent because of who He created. And so then, when we respond, the work of grace brings out the truth, and we go through a mental and an emotional and heart transformation and we accept the truth of who we are and it opens up new positive ways of thinking relating and of actually moving forward in who we are as a person yeah it's interesting if you think about it as you say that i'm thinking you know the relational aspect of that because we're like is that if it always says if I'm acting in humility or not in humility and from pride or humility, it's always going to say something about, so he's going to be a commentary on how I see God as well. That's right. 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 So if I'm relying on me, there's a commentary on what I'm reveals, right? Unfortunately, where my heart is in terms of God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. not relying on him because yeah it's just i think about the word um confidence right and a lot of people are saying oh i'm lacking in confidence i'm in some in a certain sense we all should be lacking in confidence in ourselves right right in right? ourselves isolated yeah. right. you break that word apart confidence con is with with and then fide is faith if I'm trying to muster up faith in myself a apart from the Lord, then like, good luck. <laughs> Cause it's, there's it's no, going nowhere. Right. It's know? going nowhere. Nor should it. Right. I guess going to distortion of truth and reality. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm looking to act with faith in God, then wow. I mean, the sky is not the limit. Yeah. There is no limit, you know? Yeah. Right. Because he can do he can do anything, even through us. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so it's really beautiful. So often I've seen in um in therapy is um so much, and you see, I mean, this is just chronic today. Is anxiety just chronic? Oh, yeah. How many people uh -huh. have anxiety? And I've always seen, and and the Lord particularly convicted me of this at one point, um, and something that I try to remind myself, but. <clears throat> is that his, this is how the Lord put it. This was a few years back. And the Lord said, if you're experiencing anxiety, it's because you're worshiping at the wrong altar. Uh, yeah. And I knew what he meant was like the altar of Margaret. Right. Yes, right. That's where I was because if I'm, if I'm like trying to rely on myself, then my goodness, I better be anxious. Right. Because yeah. I can't, literally can't make one hair on my head gray or, <laughs> or dark and bright. Yeah. And, um, and yet from relying on the God of all creation, who's the beginning and the end and everything in between and is all powerful, all not all knowing, all loving, all wise, all present and, and on and on and on. And it's totally for me. Then like, re remind me again, why? <laughs> yeah. why I would have any anxiety, you know? So it was kind of a, it was a gut check when he said that. And it kind of has become like my litmus test, you know, when I, if I'm experiencing anxiety, kind of 
kind of becomes like a little like, mini examination of conscience right there to go, yeah. oh, I'm relying yeah. on me. You know, but so, it's something about worth. How does worth operate in this? Because it seems like down deep inside, we we need to be valued, because many of us have gone through experiences of really the opposite, where we're not valued, where we're ignored or set aside, or and and so it 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 happens in in some way what grace does. It brings the truth of our value of who we are before the eyes of the Lord, and so the uh, self worth. I mean, people, the, uh, the chronic anxiety seems to re, re, to flow out of people who have very distorted sense of who they are as a person, and their self worth is located. They're good for nothing, you know, and they treat themselves way, and then others treat themselves that way, and there's there's something there. Yeah, I mean it's it's ironic, isn't it? Because if I'm if I'm turned in on my value on myself, it's going to be way smaller than God's value of me. And yet, how many times do we do that? Do we? I'll settle for you know what I mean. It's kind of like yeah. almost look at it like a self protection kind of thing. Like, oh, I have to value myself, but that's it, it's very much of a um, yeah. It's 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 counterintuitive, right? Because the more we look to valuing ourselves, we're actually devaluing ourselves. If we leave ourselves to, to God's value of us, it's going to be infinitely more because he, you know, as in Philippians, as though he was in the form of God, he didn't deem equality, something to be uh, equality with God, something to be grasped, but emptied himself exactly for us, right? Taking on Uh humanity for our sake to reveal the father's love for us and to draw us into relationship with the Trinity for all eternity. So it's, it's ironic because it seems like when in our self-protection and our fear, we turn to, Oh no, you know, kind of like unspoken, but like I, I have to value myself in this and we end up undervaluing yeah. ourselves below yeah. what God's value of us would yeah. be. That's but, uh, that, it's it's there's this connection between uh, valuing and uh, our worth and truth, so they have to be connected. So what we're discovering in humility is the truth of who God is at the center of our soul, and opening to that, the grace just flows, and then our self worth and our relationships and our accomplishments really, in a sense or in a proper order where good things can come and maturity and and uh, uh, deep maturity and a healthy sense of self-worth really make a difference as far as happiness is concerned. You know, the kind of happiness that our relationships are in good, good, good connection. Uh, good. Wow. Yeah. Well, not you're, you're singing my song cause you know how I mean, how much we talk about, connection and how that's really what the human heart longs for to be deeply connected to the Lord, that sense of personal integration and connected to others. And, you know, I, you know, these powerless, powerlessness cycles that I talk about. So I'll just put this out there for, for our listeners. Right. But so often I think when, when we're experiencing suffering or a sense of powerlessness to change a situation out of, our fear and 
anxiety about the situation, we go to a place of self-reliance. Right. And so we don't... Like, what can I do? How can I change this? How can I, What you know? We discontinue trusting the Lord in a a right relationship, and we move to over-trusting ourselves, and that leads to denigration and a kind of a a loss of direction and and an increase of anxiety and painful emotional hurts of failure, all that stuff. Yeah, and fundamentally, like, shame, essentially, because we're we're not all powerful there are going to be situations that we cannot affect a yeah. change in probably multiple times a day right yeah. so so then then it goes to shame and then when we have that sense of shame then then just like in the garden of eden right we hide even from ourselves there's a, a lack of authenticity and a lack of honesty in relationship yeah. the lord with each other and so there's disconnection and then what does that lead to? But a greater sense of powerlessness. And so it's a vicious cycle becomes a vicious cycle, right? Yeah, powerless. It just keeps going. You become less and less you powerful. Feel more powerless, more fear more and anxiety. More powerless, more fear, more anxiety. Then it becomes right. so powerful that it really distorts uh, the personality. And that's usually when you hear yeah. things described as breakdowns or... Yeah. Or personality disorders. Personality or, disorders, or yeah, or you know, isolation, or uh, yeah. divorces, or you know, you can go Addiction into a lot of different to try you know. to self-medicate any 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 of in our, in our culture kind of contempor- contemporarily, our culture fosters disconnection because it's all every you get this image of everybody's hands are grabbing 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 mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, an inordinate attitude of self-protection really brings isolation and the, and a lack of success in the happiness that we're really looking for at the center of our soul at the center of our being and God's trying to say hey just turn to me and trust me and I will show you what I could do in your mind and heart to make you a happy, peaceful, in a sense, powerful individual, because you're now connected to the power source. You, you're you not plugged into the electricals where you're getting shocked. Yeah, that's your... just like the just like the scripture from First Peter we started with, cast all your worries upon him because he cares for you. So yeah. you, you don't have to rely on your care for yourself because there's someone much bigger, stronger, more powerful, actually all powerful who yeah. cares for you. Who would you rather rely on? Yeah. <laughs> you know. And once you accept that truth, then the, the your value becomes an expression of humility because you you operate out of your the truth of of the value of what God values you. And it becomes, and then what happens is humility opens the door to deeper and deeper uh, positive experiences in relationships and a deeper transformation of grace. And that turns, then humility turns to love. Yeah, absolutely. So like the other cycle the I would say the humility cycle we experience the the same. It's not like things change, right? We still experience times of suffering and powerlessness, but if instead of going to a place of fear, we go to a place of love, remembering that we're loved by the all powerful God, 
and we rely on him, what's that going to lead to? But, but a stance of gratitude it's, and a greater sense of connection to yeah. him. And and that, yeah. that suffering becomes con. The, the suffix of con means with passion, yeah. calm passion. Yeah. We become a passionate person. And when we express that, there's a, a, a sense of what true freedom is really all about. Humility brings about true freedom. Yeah. yeah, it's all good stuff. It's all it's all about plugging into his love. The more we receive his love and really remind ourselves of that truth over and over. And and you know, I know you and I talk about this so often, but that hinge point of really where where um the rubber hits the road and it takes on legs is is really relating to ourselves as someone who's lovable. Because if I'm going and plugging into God's value for me, his love for me, and I'm, you know, I can read about those things, meditate on those things or whatever. But if in my own self-talk, I'm beating myself self up, putting myself down, super critical and, and that kind of thing, then how much am I really going to be believing that truth of his love that I'm really trying to internalize. It's not going to work. It just, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work like that. So we really have to make that choice to take on the mind of Christ, you know, to love what he loves. And if I'm one of those, um, one of those whom he loves, then thank God for his poor taste in people. You know, like, <laughs> so. It's a good, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's a lot easier approach to, um, to growth in the virtues because it relies on the Holy spirit or relies on, on God who is love instead of on ourselves and our own. Um, yeah. And our contemporary culture loses its way and, and teaches powerlessness because it's all about me. And it's all about me, and I believe that. I become blind to the truth, and I lose a sense of peace, connection, compassion, and joyfulness, spiritual joy, really joy. So humility actually fosters in in a personality the gift of joy. Yeah. Not just a spirit thing, but a whole personality experiences. And you say, well, why is that person so joyful? Because they're a humble person. Mm-hmm. They know the truth. Yeah. And you know what? That's and they get really, set free. And it's really attractive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's really attractive when somebody has that, um, gives off that air, right? Yeah. Of their, mm-hmm. their littleness. I mean, it was attractive to God. That's why he chose our lady <laughs> to, <laughs> to be the mother of his son. So it's just naturally attractive. And yet we fight against it so much, you know, yeah. about, being seen as little but but it's it's really the the way of peace you know it's our our world just like you're saying our culture fights against um fights against that fights against fights toward you know against powerless towards towards self-reliance and what are we but like inundated with anxiety disorders Mm -hmm. you know fear fear and anxiety yeah yeah and then ultimately depression because we realize 
all of my self-reliance isn't getting it accomplished. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, I just, I just want to pray for our listeners here for a okay, second. Go so, ahead. Yeah. yeah. So Lord, we just thank you for your love for us. We thank you for the immensity of your goodness of your value for us. And I just ask you for all of those who are listening, we just ask you to deeply penetrate their hearts with knowledge of your love for them, your value for them and your care. Give them the grace to surrender their fears and be embraced by your love so that they might rely on you and filled with gratitude, be drawn into their greater sense of connection to, to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We Dear Lord, on. we just thank you. We just thank you so much. And we we pray and ask that you, you would show us and reveal these things to us so that we know what real freedom is about and what truth is about because we experience that in our relationship with you. And we can do those things that will bring the same truths of freedom to our brothers and sisters and to those that we are called to serve or those we have responsibility for. And we pray these gifts of grace and wisdom and understanding and truth in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father David. You're welcome. Great it was my joy. Yeah. It's good Listen, talking to you. Yeah. Listeners, thank you for joining us. Remember, we're continuing on with this series. So stay tuned yeah. for the next virtue and vice you'll hear about next week. So and do, do you want to just leave the cat out of the bag a little bit and say what's the next uh, topic that we'll be dealing to... with? Because this is all related. This series is all. You're, requ you're requiring me to find my list. <laughs> you have a greater confidence in me than I okay here we go thank the lord okay so then the next vice will be envy and the corresponding virtue would be kindness so is this jealousy involved in that too envy and jealousy or just envy um envy is what's what's okay. listed envy and kindness so yeah. kindness is the growth for next week so yeah so, so we'll take a shot at that and see what happens yeah so stay tuned. There's your, yeah, it's been there's good your to preview. Be with you. <laughs> it's good to be with you as well. For all our listeners, be assured of our prayers. May the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.